Hey everybody, welcome to the midweek message from Hope For Our Times. Uh, hey listen, today is the day of the inauguration. I'm not gonna get into any of that. I'm gonna save that for Friday with James Cadiz. We're gonna have a lot to say then, uh, but we're gonna be talking about something different today. If you believe in Jesus Christ, if you're someone that believes the Bible is true, then what I'm gonna deal with is what is coming to you. What's coming to your home, what's coming to America, what's coming to churches, what you can expect, and I believe expect, in the immediate future. So we're gonna go there in just a second because I believe that you need to be well informed and you're also gonna to need to be prepared. So I'm gonna tell you what is coming. But first of all, I keep getting asked by viewers online, uh, they're sending me emails and they're getting a hold of me other ways. Uh, what's gonna happen with YouTube? What's gonna happen with my recordings? Just to let you know, we're still on YouTube, uh, but we're also now on Rumble and you can go to my website, hopeforourtimes.com if you haven't already been there. In fact, I encourage you to go there because that is going to be my primary way to communicate with you via email or the website itself. We have a brand new website, it's gonna be up here within uh, just a few more days. You'll see that and we'll have a lot more information that's going to be on there. But right now you can go to there to hopeforourtimes.com and there you'll see right on the front page, you're going to see Rumble. If you click on the name of the video for that episode, whatever it is that's up there that day, just click on that and that'll take you straight to the Rumble account. And then another thing to do on Rumble to set up your own account, uh, what you need to do is go there and uh, you're going to see it on Rumble. You're going to see where it says videos, and then I'll have a few other icons on there. Put your cursor where it says videos, and you're going to get a drop-down box that says channel. You must click on channel, and then you put in Hope for Our Times in the search box. If you just hit videos and you put in Hope for Our Times in the search box, you're going to get all kinds of weird stuff that comes up, and it's not going to be uh, this channel. It's not going to be my prophecy messages. So when you go to Rumble, click on videos, it'll drop down to channel then click on channels and then put in Hope for Our Times and you'll find me. You'll find all these you can subscribe. And I'm going to ask you to please subscribe. We're at over 76,000 subscribers on YouTube. Uh, we're only at a couple hundred on, on, uh, on Rumble as of right now. And uh, we got a long ways to go, but we'd like to build that. And we're going to learn to communicate, find other ways to communicate with you any way we possibly can as things are getting tighter and tighter. And indeed, I'm going to tell you right now just how tight things are getting. Okay, here's this article. A Democrat document surfaces demanding Biden camp clamp down on conservative Christians, removing them from public office and re-educate Trump voters. A group backed by congressional Democrats touting a secular America has sent a 28-page document to Biden transition team advising him to strip First Amendment rights from Christians who advocate traditional biblical positions on the sanctity of life, marriage, education, and the nuclear family. This is a huge problem for anybody who uh, believes that the Bible is true and wants to live by it. However, keep in mind uh, that Jesus said, uh, if they persecuted me, they're going to persecute you. We also know that because of the Bible, 
persecution is going to increase in the last days. Folks, it is coming to America. I don't want to alarm you, but I'm going, I do want you to be well prepared and well informed that you'd be able to be strengthened because you're going to need a lot more spiritual strength in the coming days. The document presented by uh, reps uh, Jamie Raskin from Maryland, Jared Huffman from California, endorsed by Jerry McNerney, also of California, states that an incoming Biden administration must educate the American public. Particularly, listen to this, those identified as the religious right on the need to keep their religious dogma to themselves. The document calls for a purge of social conservatives from all levels of government, labeling them as, get this, if you're a believer, a white nationalist and conspiracy theorist. Now, we've been watching as the President of the United States has been purged, other organizations and people have been purged. Uh, but Jack Dorsey of Twitter said, listen, uh, this is only the beginning. They're going after everybody that doesn't go along with this narrative that we keep hearing that's going along with the New World Order. But this continues. The document demonizes conservative Christians as enemies of the state, equating them with white nationalists and white supremacy, which to the left is code for fascism, deserving of extreme retro and ostracizing them from society. The paper states, we urge you not to underestimate the institutional strength of what we refer to interchangeably in this document as the Christian nationalist movement or the religious right. It's a label. If you're a believer in Jesus, that's what's, hap that's what's happening. You're being labeled. You're being marginalized by what is coming. It's extreme, talking about you if you believe in Jesus, and sectarian agenda is on constant display under the Trump-Pence administration. Its political ideology is anti-democratic and anti-scientific. It provides constant cover for white supremacy. So there it is. If you're a believer in Jesus, you're white supremacist. Now, this is just absolutely absurd, but that's what they're saying, and they're winning the argument. Trevor Loudon told Worldview TV that this could be interpreted as a recommendation to send conservative Christians to re-education camps. Well, it was definitely talking about re-educating and reprogramming people who have a traditional Christian point of view, Loudon said. From their perspective, these are dangerous people. They're racist, they're nationalists, and they're really, uh, and they really need to be reprogrammed, and there needs to be programs uh, developed to do that, to reprogram them. Continues. Their strategy calls for redefining conservative churches and Christians as white nationalists and target them for attacks in the media, on social media, and by weaponizing the Federal Department of Justice against these declared enemies. That, again, if you're a believer in Jesus, you're now an enemy. All Christians who love their country, God, and Constitution will be targeted. Black churches and black pastors will not get the pass. Even if you're black, you can be a white nationalist and you're a danger to society. You're residing in a country whose Declaration of Independence says you your rights come from God. You believe in borders, freedom. But if you believe that, according to these people, you're an enemy of the state. I look at this and it doesn't stop there. This is from an op-ed this week. 
the ferocious last gasps of the religion of Christian America. Now listen to this. Donald Trump's presidency has baffled the majority of Christians for four years. What should we make of decisive Christian support for an American politician whose life and priorities are fundamentally anti-Christian? So what they're saying is right away is, listen, the majority of Christians can't figure out, or the majority of people in America couldn't figure out how Donald Trump became president. That's the rhetoric that's out there. Although that doesn't seem to be the way the real numbers were. Nevertheless, that's what they're saying. And then they're asking the question, how can a Christian support somebody who's so evil? I say, how can a Christian support somebody who supports abortion and all of the other sins that the Bible is obviously against? Nevertheless, listen to this, because this is disturbing. Why would elected members of any party support legal maneuvers that would undermine American democracy? So if you voted for Trump and you're Christian, because they're labeling the two together, then you are undermining American democracy. How could insurrection, now you're an insurrectionist, against the people's government be configured as patriotism? If you believe in patriotism, you're an insurrectionist. So you see how this is. As Trump's reign implodes, these anomalies betray the last, last gasps of a long-standing American religion that is now passing away. The religion of Christian America is sustained by a corrupted version of Christianity. If faith can inspire, uh, inspire extremism, a dying belief system can inspire unthinkable deeds. So here's where it's going. If you're a Christian that believes in the Bible, can inspire unthinkable deeds, even unthinkable acts of violence. You're the violent one. As its adherents attempt to preserve its power, in this case, in the American public square. Let me stop here for a second, because we watch riots and we watch people being killed and buildings being burned down all across big cities across the whole United States for months on end. And nothing was ever said. And then you hear this, and blaming Christians, not for that, just making up violent acts out of thin air, just saying uh, that you're violent. Now, let's continue. To be clear, this is their own words. These are not my words. To be clear, this dying American religion has little or nothing to do with Jesus. In other words, you believe in the Bible, you got nothing to do with Jesus, who consistently lifted up oppressed and marginalized people, women, the poor, and ethnic minorities. For example, but everything to do with white, uh, uh, for example, but everything to do with white patriarchal dominance. So they're saying, no, this Christianity of today, it's about white people and it's about white privilege. And you look, you go, the, the lies that are in this are appalling. And as this Christianity dies, the people who actually believe the Bible, it opens up space for, get this, new voices that have been marginalized for many years, and there we find fresh hope. They're saying, we get rid of the Bible, we get rid of those people who believe in the Bible, we are going to find fresh hope. So this putting the whole spiritual uh, spin on this birth of a new world order, globalism, and I'm telling you, out of this, eventually the Antichrist and the false prophet are going to come. And we can see, this is, the, this is spiritual spin right here. But it gets even more appalling. The founders of this nation, think back 1776, though some were Christian, had a radically different vision for the nation, a vision of liberty and human equality grounded not in the Christian religion or fealty to biblical text, but rather in nature and nature's God, as Thomas, and Jeff, uh, Thomas Jefferson put it in the Declaration of Independence. The Constitution's First Amendment went even further, stripping the Christian religion 
or any religion for that matter from exercising a favored status under the, uh, under the law. Listen, the Christian religion never had this favored status that I know of. And I look at this and I go, what is this? that this guy's writing. The ultimate concern of millions who consciously or unconsciously follow the lead of Christian America focuses squarely on preserving the privilege and power that their earlier dominance had afforded them. They are determined to block women, people of color, immigrants, gays, transgender people, and others marginalized for most of American history from attaining the status they think is reserved for them. Now let me stop here for just a second because I hear this. And I think you've got to be kidding me. Suddenly, is Christianity that's against women and people of color and immigrants? Wait a minute. It's because of the Christian belief in the Bible that slavery was ended in America. It's because of the Bible that women have been lifted up. Look at all of the rest of the world. Look at your socialist communist governments that so many people in America want right now and see how well it works out for women and people of color or that don't fit the mold in, in those countries. And it's absolutely disturbing. And you see what biblical Christianity has done has actually lifted up people. But then of course it throws this in with things that are morally depraved, homosexuality and uh, transgenderism. So it equates them all together. Because of their privilege and power to define them, the meaning of life, and because they regard the loss of power and privilege as a living death, their devotion to status is not merely political, it is also deeply religious. In other words, if you're a Christian, you've got this privilege, you've got this power, and you are white. That's what this is saying. So it's all about marginalizing, it's all about labeling, and you can see which direction this is going to go. We will therefore, get this, <clears throat> see more assaults, perhaps even more violent assaults on the Constitution and the government established by America's founders. <laughs> and those who launch those assaults will inevitably ground them in the venerable tradition of Christian America that is dying before our eyes. They're already setting us up for false flags. That's what they're doing. You're going to see an assault. We're going to blame Christians. It's not much different than when Nero blamed the Christians for burning Rome. And you see this happening in America today. Folks, this is the direction that this is going. I have so much more I want to say on you, uh, say to you on the subject, but I can't. I'll save those things for this Sunday night in my message from the book of Daniel. But listen, right now, folks, you need to be well prepared and you need to understand what is really going on out there and uh, the direction that everything is going. And I'm telling you, uh, they're coming for you. If you're a Christian, you believe in the Bible, you believe in Jesus, you're surrendered to Him. But listen, don't be too discouraged because Jesus said when you see these things begin to take place look up for your redemption draws near. You need to be strong in the Lord. You need to remember that this world is not our home. Listen if you're a believer in Christ this world is the closest you're ever going to get to hell and you're going to be home in heaven with the Lord. But if you, if you do not believe in Jesus this world is as close as you're ever going to get to heaven. And, and judgment awaits for you. Listen, you don't want to go there. A call from Jesus would be a call to salvation. If you want to know Christ, it's not about nationalism or racism or any of the lies that are promoted there. It's about following Jesus Christ, who, by the way, was a Jew from the Mideast. Just a little FYI, not some white nationalist guy. 
Listen, if you want to know Christ, if you want to be forgiven, you have to ask him to forgive you of your sins and you have to admit you're a sinner. It's not that hard to do unless your pride gets in the way. But if you want to be forgiven, you got to call out to him. He is our only hope. You can watch what's going on in this world. This world is not our hope. Politicians don't give us hope. It is in Jesus only. Listen, ask him to forgive you. Until next time, God bless. Thanks for listening and being a part of this week's podcast. Before you go, I'd like to invite you to visit our website, hopeforourtimes.com, and check out the many resources we have to offer. On our website, we have books, DVDs, and daily news articles that will always keep you up to date on the times we're living in. If you'd like to see the video version of this week's podcast, you can find us at Hope For Our Times on YouTube. God bless, and we'll talk to you next time.